All this month, we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast they'll love. Right now, think of a friend, your mom, anyone you care about. What podcast would they really love? All right, you got it? Now do it. Tell them about it in real life or on social media. And if they don't know about podcasts, show them how. Tell us what you recommend with the hashtag tripod. That's pound T-R-Y-P-O-D. Thanks for spreading the word. And now it's time for Bachelor Party. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. It's the season finale, so mm. I had to bring in the big guns. My boss, my friend, Phil Simmons. I know. I had to do this for my wife. My wife wanted to be on, and schedules didn't permit. Well, I, I was thinking of some ways where maybe like your wife could come back for a special for the Bachelorette. Yeah, I think that would be. I, I just we got to get her take on all of this action. I her takes mayor mine, so it's actually oh, you're, you're probably covered with the entire Simmons family, so including guess- our daughter who made it through the whole season. <laughs> so, what were uh, your daughter and your wife's final opinion on Vanessa? Um. I would have liked to have heard one joke over the course of three months. I know. She's completely humorless. Seems like a nice person. I respect what she does. Uh, super attractive. Barely pretty. I, I'd i love to know if you went through how many Bachelor seasons? 21. 21. Does the prettiest one just win every time? I also maybe it's like 80, maybe 538. This is what they should be doing. Instead of win expectancy, they should just have like a hot expectancy rating. And it's just like, whoever the best one is, that's going to win. And she was the best one coming out of the limo. I was like, wow, that lady's gorgeous. Yes. She is very, she has been this whole time. She's also been aggressive this whole time, which we know Nick responds to. I would venture to say she's one of the prettier winners, full stop. Like, no question. Like, she's just, I would say, in the top 5% of Bachelor winners. No question. There, Great body. Yeah. I don't um, even know who really rivals her. Yeah, I, don't, I, didn't, I think they had to do a lot of editing chicanery to make it seem like anyone else was going to win. Even like in the last night's episode where they do the whole, oh, you know, I might just say I'm, I don't even want to get married and just leave this thing alone. I don't think she ever felt that way. And I think Nick knew he was taking her from the moment he kissed her after she puked on the plane. That was the most disgusting thing that's ever happened on The I'm, I'm with my wife for my entire life. I don't want to say I'm stuck with her because it was a choice and, a, and I really enjoy her company. At no point did I ever love her enough to make out with her after she threw up. Why? Also, as if you're the vomiter, do you even want to make out with someone? Do you like it's gross? No, it's Just give me a club soda. Help, let me sell my stomach first, then we can talk again. It was horrible, and really, the only people I've ever been around when they threw up that I that I felt like. I didn't care if it got on me or anything, or my kids. Kids, right. But that's like a whole DNA biological thing. When it's another human being you're not related to, I don't, I don't get like, it. Ugh, keep it over there. But that was it. The season was over when he kissed her after the puke. It's a puke kiss cements it. It seemed like he was having a lot of fun with Raven, like just in general. Yeah. And I, you have to wonder if they did that because otherwise it would just be too obvious that he was going to pick Vanessa. She seems fun. I think he probably told her. I'm not going to pick you, but make it to the final two. You'll be on TV a lot. We'll have fun in the fantasy suite. (laughs) She was the source of a lot of humor in my house because we just had all these jokes about how she was a vampire and she killed somebody with a Mm. shoe. And it just never ended. It was it's she was the gift that kept on giving. Hold on, Nick. I have to go get my blood drained. Like she really she's somebody that it could turn out three years from now. She was in a vampire cult in Arkansas in Arkansas. 
you wouldn't be like stunned. No. When, You'd be like, oh, wow, that's weird. But you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, that's I can't believe it. I can't think of anything you can tell me about Raven that would stun me at this point. Well, cause, because she confessed that she attacked her yeah. boyfriend with a shoe. Right. And then was very comfortable talking about how she's never orgasmed. Like, yeah, but that was a lie. I mean. That was a lie. At least being, I hope so. That was a lie. Look. It's just, it's just bizarre. You can't not have one for the entire time you're with the boyfriend and then night one in the fantasy suite with just Nick. Works. You're ready to roll. Just Come ha- on. It just happens for you. I, yeah. I think it's less I think it's less likely that Nick gave her an orgasm than she's never had one. Like, it just seems. Yeah, I would say, yeah. The, <laughs> it's it's probably a pick em in Vegas <laughs> between those two categories. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Very hard to say. I'm disappointed she's going to paradise. I kind of wanted bigger things for her. Yeah, I felt like she was, she was kind of overqualified and a little too classy to be in paradise. But every once in a while in paradise, they'll have the one who's really is there for the right reasons. Sure. And isn't there to become a spectacle. But she might go the other way, too. What do you there mean? might be a second side to her that might oh. get unleashed in paradise with uh, something a little more wild. For some reason, I never felt like she was drunk on the show, Raven. No, and it, her body was always—I never knew like like what did she have curves? Did she not? Like she's she always tall wore clothes. Like I could never get a feel for anything with her. The hair was because she's a vampire, she's a shapeshifter. Right. The hair. Is so I think she was a shapeshifter. <laughs> also, just occurs to me: we almost never see her interact with the other women. Like she's like. A lot of the women we see them talk to each other. Like it was clear Rachel and Vanessa like hated each other. But is that really? Yeah, I'm pretty that sure. That was clear. Uh, yeah, like when, they, when they'd be like lining up next to each other. There was one they were in Bimini, and there, it was like down to them. They were next to each other. They like did not even acknowledge each other's presence. It's like they were like oh. going out of their way to look straight ahead and not at each other. Let's be honest. If you're just picking somebody based on here's my life mate that I'm going to have the most fun with, mm-hmm. you pick Rachel. Yeah. Best personality. Definitely. Cute as hell. Great family. She's, yeah, she's That's smart. That's the one. Rachel's like just a massive win unless there's some sort of something that we didn't know about from the show. I have a hot take, which I don't think she'll be a good bachelorette for that reason. I think she's Why? Like boring. Because I just think she's like too normal. Like there's nothing like You, you could see it with the incredible after the final rose decision to uh, have the live greetings. Yeah. Which was may have been the most awkward. I mean, Chris Harrison, that show's always awkward because sure. Chris Harrison is just awkward. It's hard to believe he hosts that show. It's just flat out awkward. Also, I think that if you um, have a lot of faith in Rachel as the Bachelorette, you just kind of like wait until the show. Like, I don't think you pull that necessarily. I don't know. I, I think like- they didn't know what to do with the show. They have an hour to fill, right? I know. It's you got to do. Something they should do. Th- I would rather watch thirty minutes of bloopers. I'd love to know more about what the girls are doing when they're just like in the hotel rooms or when they're on the plane. Like bloopers, bloopers kill every time. Yeah. I don't like when they do the farting though with the bloopers. Me neither. The farting and the burping. That's that you're letting me behind the wall that I'd never wanted to get behind. Also, I will, I will say there's there's that. Don't want to go too far beyond the curtain, but it's also just like. Who cares? Like people yeah. fart, people burp. I've I've burped on air before for sure. Like, right. Into a podcast. Like, is that really like, blooper worthy? Like, eh. I'm not. I just like show me like when they're having weird. Yeah, it's conversations. not a blooper. A blooper is like their chair falls. Yeah, or like they're so drunk that they like do weird stuff. See, they I know they have that footage. Yes, they definitely do. Wouldn't you rather see that? I think that Jimmy should host the after the final oh. rose. I don't know if he's overqualified now after his Oscar success, but I mean. That show just desperately needs a sense of humor and somebody Especially to grill them and, and push them. I mean, yeah, and Nick, I think there's something, there's a sense of humor lurking in there some, somewhere that he's suppressing. Yeah. But the combo of them, it's and with Chris Harrison interviewing him, that was like, even Zoe, we were letting her stay up late, my daughter. 
even she was like, I'm going to go to bed. It was like 1040. <laughs> like she passed up being able to stay up late. That's amazing. That's yeah. the most insulting thing that could happen. Chris Harrison, he's basically like, he's like a terrible sideline reporter. Like, Juliet, how much does this winning the Bachelor mean to you? It, you know, it's like just these questions you can't even answer. I think another good move would be to find out who Nick really liked of the women like that were eliminated in the first half of the season. Any and ha- regrets? Yeah. Yeah. And or just like ask like just deeper questions about like, you know, what went on. Less about the future of their relationship. Like once you get to the after the final rose, like people are just divesting from these two. Like, you know, it's over. So more about like the season on on the whole. And oh, I, like a, almost like a, a director's commentary in yeah. the year. Hey, Nick, we're going to show you 10 moments from The Bachelor. Can you can you give us your thoughts right. retroactively like, on this, this, this and this? As a major consumer of reality television, one of my favorite yeah. tropes of of, this, of the genre is at the end of the season when they give you like a postmortem on what everyone's up to. Yeah. I love that in The Housewives. Like I'm, I'm furious when I don't get it, when it's like Lisa Vanderpump is opening her fourth restaurant and she still loves dogs. <laughs> like <laughs> That is true. That could have been the last yeah. 20 minutes. Just tell me what everyone's up to. Like what are their weird endorsements? Have they moved since being on the show? Like the most awkward thing that happened to them since it's been airing. Like all of that stuff is so much more interesting than the future of Nick and Vanessa. They're obviously breaking up. They can't even choose a city to live in. Astrid now realizes it was a mistake not to show more cleavage. She's currently working in Hooters, hoping to get back on the show. Yeah, or like Brittany wishes she hadn't had to wear the uh, loincloth outfit and has not been able to look at leaves the same way ever since. Like just stuff like that. Like what's the? I guess they could also do that on the Women Tell All, but that's also a waste of an hour. Like all this stuff, like would just be more better if it was like more behind the scenes. I've never felt less confident of a couple taking it forward than Nick and. Nick and Vanessa, with one exception, with what Jake is it? Pavelka oh. and whatever that lady's Vienna name Girardi. was. That one was doomed from the get-go. It had no chance. I, it felt very Tom Cruise, Penelope Cruz-ish to me, yeah. and I just there's no chance they were going to end up together. This one, it's like they don't know where they're going to live. She might move to L.A. and she might start a foundation, but. Nick, here, here's the Nick's doing Dancing with the Stars. That's that's a right. relationship killer. Killer, absolute killer. You also, might as well just film a porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the difference? You be with some hot partner for ten hours a day, like grinding on them and sweating and getting in awesome shape. And Nick's horny. He's not going to be able to handle that. He could no. barely handle Corinne. No, there's there's no way. Corinne got him in the bouncy castle, and he almost like had three kids with her. That was the, probably the peak of the season. Probably it's just yeah. all been downhill since then. What a move, you know? Yeah, I still enjoyed every moment. Sure. I think I gotta say though, knowing Rachel was getting bounced was a monkey wrench in a bad way for the season. Yeah, it just made you less invested. But, but you I, just knew she was out. When it got to the final three, I knew she wasn't gonna make it. I think that they kind of knew I wonder if they knew that it was just like boring end of the season, and so they just sort of like moved on. There's like, well, the season is mostly over. The ratings are good. Let's focus on what's next. So do you think when it's down to the final two, they sneak in one more alone time moment that they don't show? I hope they get that. I was thinking about that last night. Because it's always like the guy, they always go over or I guess Nick was the bachelor. So the girl comes over. There's a fireplace. They're at night. They're talking. He's trying not to tip Mm -hmm. his hand. At some point, they must kind of look at each other and go, hey, you want to, uh, have well, you seen my room yet? Last season, on that like final night, Ben went over to JoJo's or whatever, and they went in the bathroom and closed the door, and like no one could see what happened. Oh. So there's there pe- people figure, figure out a way. Ben turning down JoJo was, it's still to me, one of the most amazing. It's shocking. Am- amazing moments of, of just testosterone strength I've ever seen. Like, 
your like your hormones are just gonna lead you to JoJo. She's just a. Just, she's a babe. She's, she's just like a, a babe. babe, and she just reeks of just. She's yeah. Sex. She's beautiful. She totally yeah. does. But I'm happy. I don't he know did. how he resisted. We wouldn't know about the Rogers family drama if Ben had no. chosen JoJo. So I'm thankful. No, and thank God. The, the Rogers family drama is like the gift that keeps on giving. It's actually perfect for us at the Ringer because it's like our sweet spot of The Bachelor, celebrity, and football. Like there's like all of our worlds coming together. It was really. But the a thing gift. is, Jordan's a loser. Like I actually feel bad for Aaron. Do you? I, I think, do. I think he. I, I think, think Jordan just. Why? How did it flip? Tell me. I just think that if your whole family has rejected you, maybe you're the problem, not your family. I don't know. For some reason, I'm still on Team Aaron for this, and it's not like well, he's on the Patriots. He's one of the greatest like quarterbacks ever, right? So eh, makes up for I a lot. I think like I think his brothers were probably trying to get him to do businesses and have him fun. Like, hey, we want to start an Aaron Rodgers sports bar in Chino. All right. Will you fund this for us? Counterpoint. He has a weird relationship with his alma mater, Berkeley, even though he like has like kind of disavowed it. That's that's interesting. He doesn't yeah. have any friends on his team. That's well, he's the quarterback. I okay, mean, fine. But like that's still like I feel like Tom Brady might not have friends, but I feel like his teammates like say nice things about him. Tom Brady's teammates love him. Okay, so like, like Garrett Blunt at the end of the Super Bowl, you're the fucking best. Yeah, they, they do, yeah. right? Yeah. I just who out, out who's out here for him other than Olivia Munn? Can we get back to to Vanessa? Yeah. She's just tough. It's a lot of work. I I would argue that she was usually the person who wins the Bachelor either goes for looks. Or whoever's just easy. Sure. So a lot of, and I don't mean easy like in a have sex with me way. I mean easy just like, oh, I'm with this person. She's just, she rolls with everything. She's got a good sense of humor. She's fun. friends will like her. That was Raven. Yes. Raven's just easy, although maybe there's a dark side there too. (laughs) Vanessa's like work. She's, you know, even in the after the rose, she's analyzing every decision and, She's really answering Chris Harrison's questions. Chris she's taking Har- him seriously. Yeah, she she's answering it like John Gruden would answer some <laughs> question about the Washington game plan or something. And it's just a lot of work. I, I just don't think Nick wants to put in that work. This is a guy who's been on four reality shows and he's going on Dancing with the Stars. I agree with you. I think Nick is torn between like wanting to be a celebrity and also being attracted to really like intense women. And being attracted to... We obviously as a type now, yeah. we know, because Andy and Vanessa, Very I think similar. there's a crossover. For sure. Very serious. I'm in charge. You're with the big boys now. Happy to call you out. I'm hot. I'm not that. I don't have that big of a sense of humor. Right. Don't mess with me. I'm going to tell you what to do. Where the, oh, get that sweater off. That's awful. Put this one on. Or like, I don't like that guy. You can't be friends with him anymore. Yeah. I can see them both doing I don't that. care that you went to college with him. He's not coming over. <laughs> like, that's definitely sure. Vanessa. Man, that's a lot of work, though. And that's he's going to end up with his Dance with the Stars partner, who's going to be named like Svetlana or it's, something. I think he's got like the, the best dancer. He got like Peta Murgatroyd or whatever her name is. I've never seen an episode of this show. Of ABC's the smart. They they should have stuck him with like whoever the sexiest Whoever's one single. is. Yeah, whoever. She's a mom, Peta. He can't break. He can't. I think uh, married. Maybe they have a vested interest to keep it her. I, well, I, I think the rumor is that Mike Fleiss doesn't like The Bachelor or Bachelorettes going on the show because mm. it's bad for the relationship of The Bachelor. And so, and it's like in ABC's interest to have the relationships last. But if both um, Andrew Bogut and Dennis Schroeder had visa problems and they are employed by NBA teams, it's going to be hard for Vanessa to get a visa Great to America. Point. She might never get she it. She might not. <laughs> she might she not. might never come. I was thinking about that. It's like, I know I know Canada's not that far away, but, you know, immigration is tough. I think LA is going to be really tough for her. I don't think she'll like it. She's in Montreal right now. She's surrounded by her fam. She's Queen B. Absolutely. 
I'm sure I Montreal women are, I've heard are really are attractive, but I'm sh- not like LA. Yeah. She's gonna come to LA. There's a million Vanessas, as pretty as she is. They're all over the place. Also, when you just are so comfortable in your routine, and then you're taken out of it just for a guy, it's like what she a- moves here. She's not with him right away. He's practicing ten hours a day. She meets the partner. There's some. There's a weird vibe between them. I mean, it's it's it, this is you can just see it coming. I I also like Vanessa. If she really likes her job as much as she says she does, she shouldn't leave it. Like st- stay with your job. Yeah, seriously. If you love it, it's if your, you love your family your so passion, much, yes, just keep it going. I don't that's know. That's another problem. When when you're in love with somebody, you're not negotiating with them during like the honeymoon stage. You're like, oh, well, you might have to move to Montreal, and it would have water there. It's like it's like they're they're like Malcolm Butler and the Patriots, like trying to figure <laughs> out their contract. <laughs> Most people, when they fall in love, are like, I don't care where you are. I want to be there. Yeah, she, it's true. And also, it's almost like the two countries is like a convenient ex- excuse for why it's not going well so far. And I think and that's, they are not that's close. the takeaway. Not it's, close it's countries not, either. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's going well. Going, going well. No, I was watching it going, first of all, Nick seemed miserable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether he's nervous on camera or whether he's taken a beating on the internet. Or yeah. like, I bet he's ready for it to be over. Yeah, or he's just re- he saw the finish line and just wanted to get through. Or Chris Harrison was putting him to sleep. Or all of those together. But he just did not seem normally. The bachelor is very touchy feely and yeah, can't like wait rubbing to get, on the yeah, arm, just leg. can't. Yeah, it's like oh my god, I can't keep my hands off this girl. I just picked her. I've, we've been FaceTiming each other. Like I need to not like not like that. That's actually a really good point. Throughout this season, they were never that touchy with each other. Those two, like he was much touchier with Corinne, obviously. But even Rachel, like I can think of times where he was like stroking her leg. I can't really think of them off the top of my head of Vanessa. They didn't really have that same physical chemistry. Corinne was the one he clicked with. Yeah. I think that, that was the one where they were just ready to go at it at any point. Ultimately, I think Nick is um, something of a narcissist. And like when they're like, I think we're too similar. I think that is true. I feel like he went for someone that's like a, a familiar type to him, but not someone he's like necessarily that attracted to. What do you, what, honestly, what are the three reasons he went with Vanessa other than she's smoking she's so hot? beautiful. Give me three other reasons. I just want to say that I also, I like, I think I would like her. Like, uh, of everyone on the I season, like her too. Vanessa and Rachel are the ones I'd most want to spend time with. But no, I, I don't know. Because, because he likes being challenged. I, um, I don't know why he chooses her. I never saw them Smart. together and went, wow, those two. Those it, two belong. She's She speaks similarly to him. Like, she's verbal. I don't know. I'm suspicious that she was on the show. Uh, it's just weird. How does she not? How is she not able to find somebody? I don't know, Bill. I feel it's like hard. most of the no. I feel like most of the people <laughs> they go on the Bachelor and it's like, and then the the ride at the end and there and then it comes out why it's like, this always happens to me. I just can't find someone. Every time I'm close, the rug gets pulled out from under me. The rug's getting pulled out of Vanessa. Like she she looks like Catherine Zeta Jones. It also seems like her life is going great. Like, there's sort of, like, nothing for her to, like, leave behind. Let me ask you something. If Catherine Zeta-Jones was on the—1999 Catherine Zeta-Jones was just on The Bachelor, wouldn't you think that was weird? Yeah, it would be— You're Catherine Zeta-Jones. I would love it, but yes, it would be weird. (laughs) This is bizarre. So I thought of something yesterday, because they had January Jones, who's come out as a real Bachelor fanatic. Yeah, she wants to be on it. So I think that's really interesting. Would you rather have her as The Bachelorette, or would you rather have her just as a contestant? Ooh, because it actually would be more fun if she was a contestant. Yes. This is January. She's an actress. Also, the other woman she's would 34. lose their minds. Yeah, they'd they go would. crazy. They'd think the whole deck was rigged. <laughs> That's a great idea. And a great career move for her. Totally. Totally. And then plus she has a kid. Nobody's ever won with a kid. That's a great call. And then she can be the bachelorette. She can earn it. 
put in your time as the bachelor's as a contestant and then graduate to bachelorette status. Then I had another idea. Ooh, I love it. You're on a roll. Yeah. Um, then I thought it's a bachelor. It's a it's a mini season. There's only there's only ten people, mm-hmm. so it's like a, a, it used to be eight weeks. So it'd okay. be a shortened season. All ten people are famous. Oh, I like it. They're all actresses, models. They're all people you would know who have an IMDb or a Wikipedia or something. They're all celebrities for some reason. One, one's an athlete. This like what, Sue Bird's on it. As, as, <laughs> as soon as Kate Upton and Justin Verlander break up, let's greenlight this idea. Because I want Kate Upton in there. Kate Upton? Newly broken up right. Kate Upton. So Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, January Jones older actress. Then you get like a younger actress. You get like somebody who's like 20, like Abigail Breslin. Somebody <laughs> like that. Like, wow, she's too young. Why is she on this? She's only 20. Oh, my God. You Abigail get so, some singer, like Lords on Anna it. Anna Kendrick, she'd be like the cool, quirky one and like would be like yeah, really verbal. she's too successful. You, do you think so? I think yeah. she's on the way down. Oh, you think it's over? Yeah. I don't think she's had like a true hit in a while. I was thinking... Uh, What's her name? Aubrey Plaza is oh. almost ready. That would be a good one. Interesting. But yeah, so you, you get the 10, and it's like they blow it out. It's like when Survivor has like the celebrity, yeah, all-stars. the all-stars. This is like Bachelor Celebrity Edition. It's just a guy, and he thinks he's going to film the 25-person, mm-hmm. like, freeze there for four months. It's show. like, no, actually, these are just 10 celebrities. And he's starstruck. <laughs> You'd probably be so overwhelmed. It'd probably be harder than ever to make a decision because you'd be like, I feel like you just like, how do you even evaluate women on that? And level? Sharon Stone's on there too. I forgot to mention her. I was going to say you need Age one 60. older woman. Yeah, Sharon Stone what, or uh, Diane Lane. Oh, I like Diane Lane. She's not with Josh Brolin anymore. No, oh, not. Okay. I, don't ask why I know this. I might research stuff like this every once in a while. I'd like to check in on Diane Lane, one of my favorite actresses She's ever. She's I was actually thinking about who is my favorite actress. And Diane Lane was in the running. She's really good. But I the mean, answer is Reese Witherspoon. Diane Lane, Jean Short's Perfect Storm is probably as beautiful as it gets. She's just great looking. Yeah. But um, I like the idea of like there's a celebrity apprentice type. This is a great vibe idea. to it, right? Yeah. Well, we know people at ABC. It's true. We had the other idea we're giving them. But an uh, athlete. No, bachelor season in two hours. Oh, yeah. Whole season in two hours. Yeah. Oh, t- today it's the Lorenzo season from <laughs> 9 to 11. We're just um, banging them out. That reminds me. Did you look at our rankings from yesterday of the best bachelors of all time? I did. Um, controversial. Extremely I, I, controversial. I hated them almost as much as I hated the fast food. It was the, the most insane thing. Well, having Brad Womack be number one. Is, Outrageous. That was a terrible absurd. season. It was just All absurd. he did was apologize all season. What <laughs> the hell therapy was that? And go to therapy. Yeah. He, um, the other one that's just... Indefensible is Jake Pavelka at number three. Jake's a sociopath. But that's what made it great, though. I guess, but come on. He had the highest unintentional comedy. I thought Bob Guinea is everything I wanted from The Bachelor. You know, I wish we could have some cross. I wish we could send Bob Guinea back in time and he could be on the pet challenge like six years ago. That just would have been great. Bob Guinea hit on everyone, including Chris Harrison during that season. He he was ready to. He was our best chance for a Bachelor threesome. It could have happened. We just don't at know about it. At the rose ceremony where he's just like, hey, come here, and just pulls two over. It's but he of, is, to me, he's the peak. This happened, I think, on Unreal. It's kind of surprising that two women have never like found each other and then like ended up being together. That happened on the... Oh, no. You know where it happened? The Australian Bachelor. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's great. I, I wish for that to happen on the American Bachelor. Um, I thought Ben Higgins got shortchanged in the rankings. Of course he did. Of course. I was upset with the Ben Higgins ranking, and he, you know he's been on the pod. He's a Friend ringer. Of the it's pod. like if you're going to shortchange Ben Higgins, there's got to be a good reason. I didn't feel like the reason was good enough. I, I wholeheartedly he's agree. He's been really solid. That just shows you that we have editorial independence here, because I would never rank Ben that low. Well, he's also 
there's two types of bachelors, right? There's like the the boring. I hate to use the word boring. The maybe kind of non-controversial, laid-back, non-controversial one who you're throwing him in this crazy world, and he and these all types of women, varying from super crazy to crazy to maybe not that crazy, are just he's in this world and he's just experiencing it like an alien. Or you have somebody like Nick who you know is like one of the hornier bachelor types mm-hmm. who's trying to balance like how horny he is versus whether he wants to find a wife. Ben Higgins was a really good version of that first. Yeah. I the first was, version of The Bachelor. It was actually a good season with Ben. It, it was, was a good season. Yeah, it was entertaining. I forgot that Ben Flagnick picked Courtney Robertson. Yeah. Incredible stuff. That was more ill-fated than... Nick and Vanessa? Yeah, I, I, I shortchanged them. That that was another one where it was like, there's no chance. There's just no chance. Yeah. that was. So did you believe Vanessa when she said she didn't watch the fantasy suite parts? I think that's a lie. And I think... I'm not going to go as far as to do the Roger Goodell, you're a fucking liar. If you believe, <laughs> I'm not going to do that rant. But um, I just don't think any woman would not watch the fantasy sweet parts. I don't believe it. Um, I think I would not watch, knowing myself. You I, wouldn't watch. I wouldn't watch, but I also would never go on the show. I would never agree to dating someone who's also dating How do you not people. watch? It's just going to be the great unknown for the rest of your life? You're just always going to wonder what happened. Your friends aren't going to tell you. Your wife, you just don't want to know. You're just like, nope, just don't want to know. This happened on TV. Like all her, all her friends and family watched it. (laughs) She's going to be the only one who didn't know what happened. I don't know. I would have a really hard time. I think I would, I would, I would make Nick sit down with me and I'd be like, tell me everything that happened, extreme detail. We're not leaving this room until you confess everything. Like I would basically like turn it into an interrogation, but I wouldn't want to watch the edit. I'd want to know what happened without watching. I have a hot take. I don't think he had sex with either of the other two. I agree with that. That's why I don't believe the Raven thing. I think there might have been some strong third base, and I think he might have rounded third base mm-hmm. and thought about heading for home and then fought it off because he knew he was going to pick Vanessa. I actually agree with that. He seemed so worried about being a good guy this whole time yeah. that I don't think he would do that. If he was going to do some some dirty work, Corinne makes the final three. That's and a, he just a great point. But the good news for us is Corinne and Ben, or Corinne and uh, Nick will be reunited. Yeah, they, at some they point. have a future together. Vanessa's going to move to LA. She'll be back in Montreal in six months. No offense, Vanessa. I, I, I'm not against you finding Come love. Come through, I, Vanessa. I'd love to talk to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do feel like she might have a sense of humor. We just didn't see it on the show. I feel like I would be good friends with her. I really like her. I like what she's about. I want her to have to have some laughs. Yes, but I just feel like she and Rachel seem like real women. They just do. Like I know that we 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 have a lot of opinions on her because we know that type. You know what I mean? It's it's hard it's harder to have a lot of like like strong opinions about like I don't know um, Jasmine, the one who strangled Nick, because like she's not like someone that we that we know or whatever. Did you? I know you talked about this last week, but uh, what was the name of the girl who feuded with Corinne? Oh, uh, Taylor. Has anyone ever gotten more demolished in the Girls Tell All special no. than Taylor? No. I mean, it was bad. It like that was like. Her. We almost needed like the coach to call a timeout and put the subs in yeah, for or something. Seemed like everyone hated her. It was a demolition. She's really young. I feel sorry for her. She's like twenty three or twenty four. First of all, she she cried on the hot seat. Yeah. And not like and she cried because it was going so badly, which right. I've never seen before. Right. And then in the in the crowd start when she was in the with the group afterwards, tried to rally and get it, and then it just that I it was just a complete flame out. It's a really bad sign for you and none of the other women like you. There's like a lot of friendships that come out of this and she yeah. just has none. That's well, I've said this before. It's that was my reversal on Corinne. I was like, Oh, people like her. She must not be that bad. Yeah, I, I think women 
in in a lot of ways, Animal Instinct kicks in on this show, mm-hmm. and they just kind of sense who's the difference between good and not good. Can you and they imagine? gravitate toward the good usually, eventually. Yeah. And I think with Corinne, they kind of realize, like, all right, she took her top off, but sure. she's not a bad person. And you probably, well, I would do it too, given the opportunity, so whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, can you imagine at this point, particularly, like, you're so conditioned to being looking at your phone, being on the internet, like, to being deprived of all that for three months or however long, ten weeks, who cares? Like, that's insane. I don't know what I would do. Who am I without without my cell phone? You just at this drink point? champagne like Corinne. Like Corinne. Did. Yeah, good good strat. You want to know what my daughter's take was on this yes. whole thing? Let's wrap it up with Zoe's take. She couldn't believe that. Uh, she she just didn't understand Vanessa and Nick together. Yeah, if a kid sees she, that it's not right, a kid. My eleven right. year old daughter was like, these two have no chemistry. That's one problem. She knew he wasn't going to pick Raven because she was freaked out by Raven a little yeah. bit. Um, obviously, Corinne. She was. She both liked and was horrified by. Good. She just thought Rachel was like, why wouldn't he? She was just confused. Like, why wouldn't you pick Rachel? It's a great point. Why wouldn't you pick Rachel? Was it, isn't Rachel the one that makes the money? Like, she just was confused by it. I was like, well, I don't know. You're right. She's like she's like the real truth teller, you know? She's new to this world. She can see it purely. Got to stand by what she says. Uh, Bill, thanks for coming on, as always. It was a pleasure. I don't mean to try to get Chris Harrison fired, but I think it's time for a change. Let's. Uh, we're going to talk about this further. On, maybe we'll do a post about it in the ringer. I think Kimmel needs to take over the franchise a little bit. Just put <laughs> and exit into his little giant ABC empire. At least have him host the last show. I mean, now we know he's like one of the best hosts ever with the way he handled the Oscar situation. Yeah, so. I, I would lean on Kimmel if I was The Bachelor, and I, I would try to put it. I would go from nine to eleven. Ooh. And so that it feels a little closer to Jimmy's time slot. And then also Quantico's not leading into a show either. Would be another thing. Else. Also, now that we've crossed this sexual Rubicon with The Bachelor, like, is there any going back? So if you're going to really lean into like the sexual aspect of it, yeah. move it later in the night after your daughter goes to bed. This Dancing with the Stars thing is not going to end well. Okay. Uh, thanks, Bill. We're going to talk to Roger Sherman from The Ringer. But first, let me tell you about some of my sponsors. Let me tell you about my friends at FrameBridge. Do you have a thousand photos living in your phone and not a single one in a frame? Now you can get those great memories off your phone and on your wall with FrameBridge.com. I've used FrameBridge, and it's pretty easy to use. All you have to do is go to FrameBridge.com, choose your frame, or let the designers help you choose. Then you upload your photo from your computer or directly from Instagram, which is probably what you're going to do. And then you can preview your photo in the frame you chose. Can't upload your photo or art? No worries, you can mail it in for free. Instead of the hundreds you pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all the shipping is free. It's pretty affordable. Plus, there's lots of quality options. FrameBridge has a frame for every style from clean and classic to more eclectic styles. FrameBridge uses premium real wood moldings, acid-free mat board, and foam board, and their acrylic glazing will never shadow and protects your piece from harmful UV rays. The expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item in days, not weeks or months, and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. FrameBridge offers a happiness guarantee. Their team gives each item personal care and attention because meeting your expectations is as important as meeting their own. So, go to FrameBridge.com, find your favorite frame from their curated collections, upload your art, I just told you how to do it, or you can mail it in for free. Then you preview your art in your custom frame. When you finally get to check out, enter my code BACHELOR, that's B-A-C-H-E-L-O-R, but you knew that if you're listening to this podcast. And then you'll get 15% off and free shipping. Receive your beautiful custom framed art and it'll be ready to hang. Don't wait, because this offer expires this week. Go to FrameBridge.com using my code BACHELOR, B-A-C-H-E-L-O-R, and soon you'll have beautiful walls filled with art and photos. Today's episode is also sponsored by Casper Mattresses. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. 
The supportive memory foam creates an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash bachelor and using the code bachelor. Again, that's www.casper.com slash bachelor, $50 off. Terms and conditions apply. On the phone, we've got Roger Sherman, the Ringer's Bachelor recapper. Hi, Roger. Hey, y'all. The Bachelor is over. It's done. How do you feel? Well, I'm, you know, having watched Nick for three quarters of my adult life, I feel like there's a part of me that's missing now, now that I know that he's in a relationship and not searching for love. (laughs) But, I mean, then again, who knows if he's actually in a relationship of any sort, considering... It didn't seem uh, very romantic. The, okay. uh, the Thank you the, for bringing that the situation up. Situation with Vanessa. Why? What is your best guess as to why he selected Vanessa? Like, what do you think Nick was like? Yes, this is why I want this gal. Um, it's tough because uh, like all of the scenes with Raven are like them laughing and you know having a great time, and all the scenes of him with Vanessa are them like seriously debating their future. <laughs> And like, which just seems less fun, but I don't know, maybe it's like, it was like a more serious, deeper connection that we, we couldn't tell the, the, the seriousness. I, I don't know. It, it was, it was just strange. I, I wonder if like that actually was the tenor of their relationships or if it was just a attempt to like, um, you know, make it seem like a little bit more of a fair competition. Cause I, I thought pretty early on that Vanessa was a for a forerunner. He seemed very sure. serious about that relationship. Totally. And then towards the end, it was just like them kind of clashing about uh, the logistics of life. <laughs> logistics which, are really hard for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and to be fair, that's like sort of an actual thing that people in relationships actually deal with. Yeah, for which sure. Isn't isn't which isn't something we always see on The Bachelor. You know, on The Bachelor, we often just see them. You know giggling and going on uh going on you know uh, ridiculous dates in in various uh methods of transportation that normal humans don't go on uh which they did they went in a zero gravity plane and and fell in love by vomiting on each other <laughs> that was bizarre um, <laughs> like just but, truly bizarre but then they sort of actually had some real adult human conversations and they all seem to go badly um, uh, and then they got together. I think so the, good job the point out. the point where I believe they that he like was like yes yeah, she's the one was when he can when she confronted Nick about the current bouncy castle situation. I just feel like Vanessa had it on lock ever since then, which is like maybe counterintuitive when you've got Corinne around and Raven, who seems like so much fun. But I just feel like that's the kind of thing that Nick responds to. It's like he needs he thrives on con- on conflict. Yeah, it was like sort of a if you want this to happen. And he was like, wait, I do want this to happen. Right. Right. It's like it, she- it clicked that this was a real relationship. And I think maybe he he sought out that as opposed to um, the various extremely good television relationships he had going, considering how many 
television relationships he's been in. Maybe he he sub he he substituted. He, maybe he saw this, uh, you know, relationship where he had these, you know, serious talks and was like, "Wow, this is different from the thirteen other television couples I've been a part of." Totally. As if that that's like the determinant of what will make a relationship last in but, life. Between Andy, Caitlin, and now Vanessa. And let's throw Raven in there. Who do you think he had the most chemistry with, visible chemistry of those those four? And, uh, oh, God, I'm forgetting the girl from Paradise. Oh, Jen. Uh, Jen <laughs> is her name. You're right. It's a, Jen, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her um, included as well. well. Well, they all had brown hair. It's true. Which I think is, is telling. Um, Nick's got a tight. That, that's the most important thing about, you know, they could really just skip through the actual three months of television and just be like, well, Nick likes brunettes. But then we um, wouldn't have your I, recaps. I, I don't know. It, that would be so it sad. It like Raven. Yeah, I think Raven too. That's the only person who, like, you can think of multiple times that Nick smiled. Like, the rest of the relationships are, like, so serious and brooding. Like, I, there's, I can think with Caitlyn, there wasn't, it wasn't really possible in Paradise, but, like, with Caitlyn and Vanessa, there's so many couch scenes where, like, they're facing each other, even though a couch is not the best piece of furniture for facing one another and they're like talking something out or like he's trying to like i don't know like woo one of them or something he's just a a serious dude i think they're gonna break up because like they were afraid they are too similar i think that is legit (laughs) that's such a funny like like qualm that they decided was a problem (laughs) well it might be if if your thing is that you're really serious if your thing is that you're serious then it might be a problem not that crazy yeah I don't know. It was um, the the thing about Raven, like just having more fun with her. It, it seemed like he was enjoying that more, but it, he also seemed to prefer Vanessa. Clearly, it was like he was having fun with this one person, and also sort of considering the idea of being in a relationship with the other, which I guess are two different things. I was wondering if... Even though they shouldn't be. Yeah, of course. Of course. He, definitely, he definitely seems to separate those in his head, which I don't really know why. If you're Also, like he hasn't learned enough lessons from being on the show three times, plus Paradise. I can't wait for him to just have his own permanent show. Um, I don't think that's I'm ever going to happen. I'm looking forward to it. That, that maybe he could have a web show. Maybe we should host it on TheRinger.com. <laughs> um, I, one thing that you wrote about in your recap was that the actual... The, the actual winner, well, you call her the MVP, but I'm going to call her the Ringer's winner, is Raven. First of all, we have so many Raven fans of the Ringer that she's the one who should be really getting her spinoff. I'm kind of disappointed she goes to going to Paradise because I feel like she's too good for it. But uh, she pulled a really good power move, which was when he said to her, I'll miss you. She responded with, I know, which is like, what a zinger. What She probably, I'm, I don't know if we can give her the credit for like having that lined up, but she probably was, but. She made it just seem like she was she was ready to be done with Nick at that point. Yeah, she uh, she she definitely was stronger than him at that moment. She <laughs> got the the Arkansas Han Solo is what I called her. She was you know because I don't know she just had so much more poise in that moment. It was impressive. And yeah, she she was sort of uh, she went on TV. She uh, she uh, like trashed her ex boyfriend. Like, True. Like violently, like that guy is is never going on a date again. No, I I, I like feel um, a little sorry for him, 
not like just because his reputation has been so damaged because not at first he was she talked about how she like basically assaulted him and then she and then now we know he can't give a woman an orgasm so it's two two tough tough things depending on who you are my one might seem worse than the other I like the I like that she got into both branches of calling someone trash, like both as a person and as a sexual partner. <laughs> I also sort of hope that like they actually just had like a perfectly amicable breakup, and she just decided to like <laughs> for fun like I'm going to go on national television and just ruin this person's life, and there's no way he could refute it. He, he has tried. He's talked to us weekly and or, and or people, <laughs> but it hasn't gotten much traction. Like there's not, I'm not seeing a lot of like aggregated news posts about Raven's ex-boyfriend speaks. No one, cause I don't think <laughs> anyone really wants to know from Raven's ex-boyfriends like better working with the picture of him that she's painting. I don't, I don't care what's real. This is bachelor world. What Raven says goes. But yeah, she, uh, she established herself a, as more powerful than that dude. She faced getting dumped by Nick with with complete pride and uh, strength. And also, we're all talking about how Nick and Vanessa are going to break up. It's true. And so Raven definitely comes out uh, number one. And also, she's she's not in a relationship with Nick, which is <laughs> which is good. I think. Yeah, sure. Probably means that she'll have a, lo- a longer. Uh dating life than him or like I feel like her next relationship will be longer than Nick and Vanessa's but who knows Nick and Vanessa just like there's so little evidence to believe they're gonna make it I can't I can't really point to anything to be like yeah that seems like it's gonna work out and it's very very rare I think that is the case of these relationships like I feel like you can like often talk yourself into them but they are so committed to being honest about how difficult it's been that that's like kind of all we see and and I think actually Ben and Lauren did that too, where they were like, yeah, it's been really hard. It's been really hard for Lauren. But Ben's like so relentlessly optimistic that it it was like more more convincing that they can maybe like be together. Whereas with, Lauren, with um, Nick and Vanessa, they're just both so serious. And I don't, I don't know. Well, I I've, kind of feel for them. I, ha- I, I, I agree with you 99%. But last night I got turned around a little bit. Really? Because... Because, like, I'm talking, I'm not talking on the show, because I'm saying afterwards. So obviously Nick's life goal is to be on TV. Right. But I also didn't know that Vanessa was briefly, like, attempted to do acting and, like, was, like, a video podcast host. Yeah, the, so po- the podcast part I, was a real revelation. Yeah, she, like, hosted a video game podcast with, like, a nerdy dude where she was, like, the the attractive video game talker person. She's kind of was like an Olivia and, Munn. Yeah. It was and, called Game Loft Podcast. And she was she was yeah. literally trying to be Olivia Munn circa attack of the show. Yeah, and she did that and she like had some roles in Canadian TV things like Blue Mountain State. So okay. So anyway, the one percent of me that thinks they can make it sees both of them as people who are just um hoping for new angles to explore their fame, in which case they can stay together in that lane as as humans who don't like each other but have mutually decided that this is the best method for them to achieve celebrity, which is all, all I really see of The Bachelor is that. That's, that's the number one way I think about it, because I'm 
uh, way too pragmatic about it and don't think that anyone is actually getting in serious relationships off of it. For how much that she's talked about her job um, and how much she loves her job, it is kind of strange that there's no acknowledgement of her previous and, and the fact that she might be moving to L.A. It's weird that there's no acknowledgement of her previous attempts to be an actress or like an, or a TV personality. Like that seems like really crucial information that could be easily worked into some kind of interview because she talked about those two things, her job in L.A. so much. I don't know why it hasn't come up. I mean, I, I think you have to assume with a lot of people on both The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, like, at some point they have attempted to be seen in some other way. It, it seems like it happens with every... <laughs> it seems like if you dig hard enough with every single person, even the ones like Vanessa, I never thought you would... You would but like, she just didn't seem like that was something that motivated her. She was very like, yeah, I've like very briefly watched this show and my job is my passion. So yeah, I didn't really expect that. But I think any one of any person you dig hard enough, it's like you'll find them on some pilot for something or <laughs> in some ad somewhere. It's it's the, you can, you can call it the Vanessa rule from now on. Cause <laughs> she would have been the, the last person I expected to, I mean, it, it is the best method for getting yourself seen by many millions of people it's true. If, if you can get if you can get it so except, except congrats with- to her for moving on from video podcasts and <laughs> on to national television <laughs> video podcast still not really a thing you know like we've had podcasts for a while now we're talking on on one right now we d- even do them here sometimes what? But, but video podcasts it's just i don't know not quite a thing yet just that's my personal take yeah but- Vanessa, good luck. It's it's a better. I, I think when when they tried to make vlog a mm. phrase, and I still see that word sometimes, but it just the the sound of that word is just so off putting to me. I think just 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 call it a video, and it's yes, fine. Yes, video, exactly. It is what but it they is. They were very insistent on saying video podcast on that show. Um, Vanessa was good at it. Raj. Wh- and as a as a bachelor scholar, what do you think of the finale being in a cold weather place versus like the Caribbean? You know, I love that. I, I um, I think my favorite one of my favorite things about the show is thinking of is when they you know try to um, you know shoehorn in a place like a destination that doesn't quite belong. Like I just remember laughing through when on Ben's season they went to. Um, like South Dakota and everyone was just miserable. And there was like one restaurant and like, I love when they do this. I just love gauging how miserable everyone is. Me too. And Finland is beautiful. I thought it was great. Finland, Finland in December is not a place you want to be. It's extremely cold and the sun doesn't come out. It's true. That's very true. I also, <laughs> I like that then like, it makes sense that you're inside and sitting close together. Cause it's cold. It's just sort of like, it all makes a lot more sense. Yeah, like I feel like Nick's family was just in that cabin for thirty six straight hours, and then they flew them back to America. It was a major miscalculation was, for them to have Raven meet his family twice when she doesn't win. Like, what? what why do they need to put the family through that? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I wonder if they expected her to go that far when they introduced her to the family the first time i mean that that first time was sort of a accident because they were they were planning on going to 
South Carolina and got rained out yeah. and had to go to Milwaukee and just come up with some fake dates, and that was the best they could do. But, yeah, I agree. And Well, the, the good thing was there were reindeer everywhere, and there were husky pups. It's true. I know. You care a lot about animals. Anyone who followed the Ringer Instagram story last week knows that. We are reports from the NCAA. Uh, there's the, the husky puppies were really good. The reindeer were really good. Um, and I don't know. I also thought there were some great brooding shots of Nick, like, in the cold, like, just exhaling and the breast being visible. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you said breast being can't... visible. And I was like, no, that was earlier in the season. Um, I can't imagine it being. <laughs> I can't imagine it have having been uh, as fun for them as if they had gone to a place where they could be outdoors regularly. Yeah, I think it represented Nick's personality, which is icy. So it worked out. Um, Oof, you've been saving that. I have. Um, Roger, thank you for recapping The Bachelor all season and for calling into this podcast. It's been a joy to have hey. you. Thanks for having me. I. I, I will sort of miss Nick. They, they were I will they too. were in uh they were in Finland, but it there's there was a little bit of Stockholm <laughs> syndrome there where I've become I've come to love Nick. Nailed it, Roger. That's a signature yeah, Roger. Barb. I wasn't saving that one up. I nice. wasn't saving that one up. I just started thinking about Finland. Okay. We'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. All right, thanks for having me. Today's episode was brought to you by Ringer University with March Madness here. It starts on Thursday. Our college basketball experts, Tate Frazier and Mark Titus, tell you everything you need to know about this year's tournament. You can listen and subscribe to their podcast by searching Ringer University on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get podcasts.